Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales, a curated 5e Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the tales of the Yawning Portal campaign module by Wizards of the Coast. Previously on Tavern Tales, Eldith and Tessikar showed they could work together when it matters, and while they take a bit longer of a rest, the other three check out the loot and a few secret doors. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So come sit down and laugh with the enemy, raise a glass and sing to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So The great Ulfi and his two wolves are dead. The Stonehammers, panting and close to death themselves, then took a short rest, and after an hour climbed heavily to their feet and began to investigate around them. At the top of the stairs, endeavouring to reclaim his immovable rod, Oscar muttered, we made a pretty bad mess up here. And now, let us peek into the adventure, as they look to the corpse of Ulfi and the orcs around them, and the two rooms that have doubtlessly treasures within. This is Aaron. I'm playing Oscar Stonehammer, the dwarf rogue. And if you tuned in last time, my, my rod went on an immovable adventure. <laughs> For some, it was very moving. And for others, not, not enough. Not so much. <laughs> First, I'm going to clean it. See, I had this plan where you like put it in the bucket. Oh, hello. And who are you? Oh, uh, I'm Marie Claire, and I play Melusine Stonehammer, the fabulous. That's good. Because if Fogram was here, he would say the super fabulous. And then everybody would be like, that is not a real thing. Nobody's super fabulous, either fab or not fab. I was hoping I would have been able to go earlier in the turn rotation. Because then I would have tried to use it to like pin one of the chains of the the wolves to the ground. Oh, nice. So yeah. it couldn't move. Yeah, absolutely. But we were already... I really liked the heat metal. That was fun. The heat metal was cool. Yeah. If only it had gotten to last a bit longer. But then he went and killed both of the wolves. Sorry that is that. the power of the assassin in this game. That if you crit, uh, you get to roll a shit ton of dice. Foggy. Mm-hmm. This is going to add to my repertoire of stories. The time that you were saved by a dark god in a dwarven palace. It's going to be awesome. I'm happy for you. Oh, who's that talking? Hi, I'm Allison and I'm playing Foggy. And he's awesome because he's a really cool barbarian with a red mohawk. Which is in how many pieces? <laughs> oh, you put it back into one piece. I did kind of. It uh, looks better. Yeah, there's a shoe print <laughs> in in the side. I haven't you seen have, a mirror, so I don't tell. know. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm assuming I'm looking pretty suave. So your short rest is ended and you may now spend hit die if you would like to regain hit points. If you 
got I, hit at all. I took no damage that exactly. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe that. What's the rogue benefits, though? What do we add? Or is it just the number? You are rolling your hit die, which for you might be a D12. I don't know. It's on your character sheet. And did you spend all of them, Marie Claire? Yeah. All right. I'm really down, so... Makes me feel good if you're spending all your hit die. I just remembered that I can sing my song Arrest. So you've used them all up. You have used them all up. Mm-hmm. And we are not anywhere near full. But you have sung your song of rest, yes. which gives you... A D6 per person that's using hit die. Right. Extra. So you oh. roll your D6 and that's what they, everybody gets. Five. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, I'm at full now. How much did you gain back from the potion? Eight. Oh, okay. How many hit points do you have total? 27. Yeesh. I'm a bard. There is the corpse of all these orcs, orog, and ogre, and wolves around you. There is two rooms that you have to inspect as you have pulled all of the orcs from this chamber and area into death. (laughs) Yeah, you pulled them all into the corridors. There's nobody left to, to fight or attack. So to be clear, there was an orog and four orcs. That's what Tessikar and Eldeth took down. And you three killed the two wolves and the ogre. Well done. Go team. Yay, dwarves. Go Tim. What room would you like to inspect? The one that the Orog and the four orcs came out of or Great Ulfi's room? Which one first? I call Great Ulfi's room. I mm. think that would be. Yeah, let's go to Great Ulfi's room. So I will remind you again that beyond this door that you pass through, the metal door, lies a small chamber covered in poorly cured animal hides and illuminated by smoking torches in bronze sconces. The smell, still, and even more is indescribable. A monstrous creature once stood in there holding, oh, a massive axe. Oh, well. Dang it, that would have been slashing damage. Nonetheless, the great Ulfi's axe lies in a pile. Actually, he was carrying a great club, so not an axe. So that's what's going to be from here on out. Sad, though. He d- he was doing 10 damage, and actually he was supposed to do 17. Oh. If he had the axe? 13. It doesn't matter. Dead I think it would have all meant, it would have all been the same no matter what. We all would have died anyways. And not me. I'm perfectly fine. I could do that all again. All right. You have reclaimed your immovable rod. It has been thoroughly cleaned, but yes, I have reclaimed it. <laughs> Well, the less said about that, the better. Yes. And you move into the room. So there is his great club on the floor, if anybody wished to pick that up. It's not worth anything. It's just a big old club. And against the southern wall are two large wooden chests. They are closed and clicked into place, but there's no lock upon them. Obviously, I'm going to ask this, but I'm sure it goes without saying. Do I have to roll to detect any traps on the chests? Uh, Yeah, you can have a look. Quick look if you'd like to make that check. Oscar, they say that there's treasure within chests mm. usually well, the real treasure was his heart in his chest yeah. you should claim, you should open that up and claim that oh cute no that will be a 17 that is tons to tell that there could not possibly be a trap connected to these chests the opening at the top has little gaps in the banding you can see the glitter of stuff inside there's no wires or cables or potional explosional things that could possibly happen and there is no lock so you flip the clasps on both of them up and throw them open to reveal a large hoard of gold and silver in each of the chests lying on the top of one is a potion with a spider-like webbing inside the potion itself magical in nature glistening and sparkling with what what effervescent color is sparkling in this spider web potion? It's like a lavender purple. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, lavender and purple. And there is as well a rapier far and above and beyond anything any of you have seen to date. This rapier, sharp with a diamond-esque quality along the, the blade. The tip itself seems to be preternaturally keen and the hilt is beautiful as the two individuals who use rapiers uh, look upon it. Oscar, the true treasure is family. Was that better, Foggy? Because I feel like that was better, like when we tell the story again. I wasn't listening, sure. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to write that down. What is she talking about? I've got to remember this tale. How I'm trying to play it is that Melusine is like trying to get the story out of this whole thing. And Melusine looks at the rapier, looks at Oscar and then says, Oscar, the true treasure is the time we get to spend together as a family. So you better take this rapier. I will gladly accept. Can you please describe the hilt and cross guard of this rapier for me? So the hilt has two points coming out of it and they are bronze. And the cross guard is a beautiful silver. Silver filigree that wraps around your hand. Yes. Like a big covering sort of thing. Yes. There is a stamp upon that large silver covering for your hand. That stamp is the crest of the Stonehammer clan. For this is, in fact, one of the fabled weapons crafted and created in the Forge of Fury itself. By, potentially, Durgeddon the Black. Nice. Is there a sheath with it? Nope, no sheath. Dang. But you have picked up a magical rapier that is plus one. So when you hit, you add an additional plus one to that hit. And when you damage, you do an additional plus one damage. Cool. There is a giant pile of money, Fogram. It is more than you can carry these Two chests are over, well, not overflowing because they were closed, but they are full of cash all. Well, we agreed Eldeth was holding all of our shared goods. Yes. Yes. This is too much gold to carry at this point. If you wished to do anything with it, you would need to like haul it to somewhere safe and stable and then leave it there to reclaim it later. It is too much for you to carry at this point. You could take some of it now. Could it be split between the five of us? You do a quick calculation, and it's 440 gold pieces. That's a lot. Which is a large pile right there in the middle that weighs probably 30 pounds. And it is 1,600 silver pieces. So basically a large pile on this table upon which we play. Not a tall pile, but... It's way too much money to be carrying around loose in your pockets when you could just haul these chests away. Later. Yeah, I say we do that. Store them somewhere. Make it look like they were never opened. The stamp upon much of this gold and silver is from the ancient dwarven city that was sacked so long ago. Can you tell me what is on one side of a coin? A head of a dwarf with a boop nose. Wow. Okay. Female dwarf? Yep. Now, there are many coins. This female, potentially stone hammer, precursor, is on many of the coins, but not all. And what is a non-humanoid head on one of the coins? I'm going to say a dragon. 
A dragon? Yeah. Holy, like a stylized dragon in flight or just the head of a dragon or... So on the other side of the coin or on some of the coins, there is a head of a dragon with a little bit of flame coming out. Oh, goodness. And what is something else on one of the coins? Anything you want. A fist. Cool. Just a fist. And it says, in dwarven runes underneath, in rod we trust. (laughs) (laughs) Who's rod? Melusine is going to leave like most of the coins there. Just she's going to choose and take one of each of the different types. Okay, sure. Yeah, you can gather up some coins. Just a a random assortment of different faced coins and whatnot. Love that. Actually, that's really nice color. You may have a blue gem. That is everything in this room. Being that you're dwarves. You know full well that there are secret doors throughout any proper dwarven readout, and you have not found a single secret door as of yet. Thinking potentially, because this room is sequestered in the middle, that there might be a way through or around, you do spend an extra 20 minutes or so checking the area for all normal, known, secret exits, but there are none to be found in this chamber. So, slightly defeated, but not overmuch, because you have killed the ogre and all of the other orcs in this area. You move north past the statue of Numic the Unlucky, careful to not step on the pressure plate, (laughs) and you enter the room to the north and west. This chamber is filled with rough-hewn bunks, tables, and chairs, and the floor itself is strewn with filthy animal pelts. At first glance, it appears that a dozen or so humanoids could probably use this area as a sleeping quarters. I imagine it works like sleep in a big puppy pile. (laughs) Just all kind of nuzzled together. (laughs) Not in the bunks that are there? I mean, the furs are on the ground, so... You make your judgments. Okay. You move in and about doing an investigation. Um, Don't really find anything that's of use and of value other than an assortment of copper and silver pieces that are not worthy of being recorded from the bunks and the sleeping areas tucked aside of these orcs and upon their personages out in the hallway. But you do find after some searching and a wisdom check... All of you notice, because you all beat the 10 difficulty, a loose stone on the south wall. Similar to the loose stone that Tessacar found earlier. And there is a sack that holds within 250 silver pieces and 40 gold pieces. Not wishing to carry this amount around as well, you toss it onto the two chests in the great Ulfie's room. Because it's pretty heavy. So, like, are we going to try to, like, clean up this place and move in here later, or...? Under the sack is a key. Ooh! Can you describe what the key looks like for me? It's bronze in color, and it's quite oversized. And on the end of it, so where you'd put your hand, I don't know key terminology, but it's round and has a star shape inside. The teeth are in the shape of little hammers. Oh, that is adorable. Yeah. I like it. I already gave you a gem. You don't need another <laughs> yeah. one. Stop being the fucking teacher's pet recliff. <laughs> Stop with all your color. <laughs> I like I liked it, though. If I had a gem, I'd give you my gem. But I have no more gems. I'm going to give you this gem. <gasps> but I didn't do anything. I got a lot. 
Thanks. You, you do, do have a lot. I do. I have so much. They're not on display, so I don't know how much you have or don't have. She hides them with her dice. Yes. I should do the same. Not that I have many to hide. Holy crap. What on There's... earth? You need to spend them. Well, you don't You don't spend them, so. You have do so much advantage. Give me one last check as you go to comb this area for secret doors. So that's investigation? Yes, in this instance, you're looking for secret doors. And you're all dwarves in your secret readout, so you all have advantage on this check. Oh. 17. Does 12 beat it? 15. So the two of you who have beat the 15 required difficulty have found a secret door against the west wall leading towards the entrance to the readout. You open this door and it opens into a 15 foot long, five foot wide, smooth, quick, easy corridor that ends in a blank wall. There is nothing inside here, but it is not dusty either. Huh. I feel like there's a secret door here. This is a suspicious hallway, and as Grandpa always used to say, a hallway that leads to nowhere is a waste of time. That's very true. <laughs> I would give you a gem on that, but again, you have eight, so let somebody else do the talking. <laughs> what do you guys do? I see this, right? Even though, sorry. That was they me. opened a door. <laughs> yeah, so I see it. You just didn't know the door was there. Because I wasn't paying attention. Well, no, you were looking. You just were looking in the wrong spot. Mm. Okay. Part of me is worried about traps. Okay. But I don't want to go inside to find the traps. Well, you investigate to the best of your abilities. And you don't see that there are any, there's any loose mortar or whatnot that would be caused by that. You take a look. There are no sleeping furs or whatnot near this door that would bespeak that the orcs didn't know about this secret entrance. So it tells you that after you have a little brief discussion with each other, you realize, yes, this door is something the orcs knew about. And they would walk along this path to get wherever it was that leads to wherever they are. But it seems to lead to nowhere. Like there's just a wall at the other end. I know. Can I look at how to maybe open that door? Jared, give me another perception check. Okay, I'm going to try to roll with advantage. Yeah. Uh, well, you get advantage anyway because you're a dwarf. Two or three. <laughs> you're like, I need to get closer and I don't want to get closer. So I'm just going to stand over here and you have no idea what it looks like a blank wall from this Oscar. distance. I want you to go down there. I was thinking of shooting my bolt down to see what would happen does anyone shooting a bolt yeah from my crossbow sure if you want to anyone have issues with that because i can just go get it later nothing bad happens you can give it a shot see if something happens if you shoot it okay i'm gonna shoot it sure are you gonna give me disadvantage or can i just for what because you said i'm not good at crossbows you're shooting a wall yeah okay (laughs) just checking oh jesus all right that bolt (laughs) ricochets and breaks Uh, as it hits the floor, then it hits it back. So it hits the floor, it hits the wall, it hits the roof, breaks, crossbow bolts gone. But it bounced all over the place, and nothing bad happened. I meant to do that. Yeah, it's definitely a lie. Make a deception check. <laughs> no. Yeah, this everybody does not beat anybody's passive insight. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Oscar, can you go and do this, please? Pretty please, pretty please. Okay, fine. I will go do this. You go take a look. Roll with advantage. 21. You're like, oh, look, boop, you push a button, the door slides open. (laughs) Door slides aside to reveal yet another narrow passage that ascends a flight of stairs to another long corridor. So there is a, you know, a little 10 foot by 10 foot room. To your left is another long corridor. You can see some light, some actual light from the world outside. 
down at the end of this corridor. And there's nothing in the other directions? There's no other directions. So the door opens, and he sees a little 10 foot by 10 foot room. And then to the left, leading south, is a long corridor that has some natural light filtering in three places on his right-hand side. It's about 35 feet, and then it opens up into another room. You can't really see what's over there, although it is in the light of day. This natural light. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. Maybe you should try shooting a crossbow at it to see what happens. I don't know. That didn't go so well, despite what I said. There's no dust, and it looks like this area is well well traversed. Anything strange about this corridor that we can just passively see, other than the fact that it's well-traveled? I mean, it's beholden to the Demogorgon, but otherwise, there's no strange things about it. Demogorgon. <laughs> well, do we want to see what the light holds? Yeah, in future. it's worth investigating, I think, but we should be cautious because remember what our great uncle, the unlucky. Numic, the unlucky? That was mine. What did Numic the unlucky say? No, I'm asking how his relation. I can't remember if he's grandfather or great uncle. He's or... her grandfather. Okay. Melusine's grandfather. So is my Numic great uncle. Sure. But the traps are only going to be around his statue because, you know, that's how he rolled. And around the statues that are wrong of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they're right, then there's like good stuff. He wielded a hammer mm. in all things. And if you ever find a statue of Numic the Unlucky that is not carrying a hammer, there is a trap thereby. And I guess it's well traveled. We can see that. So it should be safe. So why don't, yeah, why don't we go investigate where this light is coming from? I say we take a quick peek at the light, see if there's anything there where it takes us, and then we can head back to the other direction. All right. Describe to me you've entered this little 10 foot by 10 foot room and you see down the corridor. Describe to me what you do. I'll sort of lean against the one wall of the corridor and just kind of slowly shuffle my way down the corridor towards the light. Oh, excellent. Yes, make a stealth check with advantage because I like that color. At 27. Well, Oscar has chosen to go towards the light. <laughs> so while he makes a new character. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you make your way south again, creeping along. And as you reach the... 25 feet or so the corridor opens up at an angle like this on one side so you're walking down the corridor and you're slinking along the wall and the corridor opposite with you opens up the triangle a wedge sort of thing and there's a slit at the edge of that wedge where there'd be room for one or two people to stand in this wedge and shoot arrows out of it into and out onto the switchback trail that leads up to the Forge of Fury. It appears on the outside to be just a natural gap in the rocks, but it is a crafted and dwarven-created arrow slit. When you get to that point, you hear the soft murmur or even a tummy grumble from possibly an orc in the room further to the south you have snuck all the way up and you can tell there are four orcs in the room beyond this corridor what are the two of you doing as you watch oscar stealthily slide down the wall i'm a fair distance behind him but kind of falling suit and stealthily walking down the corridor Okay. Would you like me to roll that? I'm going to try to be stealthy too. Both of you make your stealth checks. Tessicar and Eldeth remain behind. They are so burdened with damage and injury that they do not choose to accompany you on this 
quiet mission to the south. They're going to take a bit of a longer rest. So, how did you do, Melusine? So, Foggy, this reminds me of the time <laughs> that we totally snuck into that jerk's place and then... Okay, like, so I'm assuming you're starting to tell a story loud and boisterously. Yes. And not Because stealthy. you have oh, failed no. horribly yeah, at your I, stealth check? I got a one, actually. Why yeah. are you dragging me in with you? <laughs> so, but Fogrim, how did you do on 19. your stealth check? I did good for once. The moment Melusine opens her mouth, you are there. Foggy, I take my hand and clamp her mouth. (laughs) Forefinger to the upper lip, thumb to the lower lip, and you just pinch. Yeah, like a hamburger. And it is in this way... You stealthily lead Melusine down the corridor. (laughs) By the lips. (laughs) All three of you arriving at the edge here. Just out of view of these four orcs, they have no idea there are three dwarves sequestered aside. And what do you choose to do? With Eldeth off in the distance, fighting and arguing with Tessicar, doubtlessly over some valuable piece of magical gear. I don't think Ark, we should probably kill him. Cool. <sighs> <laughs> Why are you ruining everything? <laughs> so I squish harder and give her the dirtiest look I can muster. She is so lucky I'm out of rages. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm playing my my garbage traits that here is a white gem and all of you roll initiative i would like to use this this white gem to not talk no no okay it's fine this is a good choice okay oh my god thank you why do i roll good when it doesn't matter melusine what is your initiative 16 fogrim grand total of five oscar 18 four orcs rush heavily to their feet from their game of bones that they're playing, hearing something move that is not an orcish voice. They clamber to their feet and turn to attack. However, they don't quite get there before Oscar gets to sneak attack. (laughs) You are acting first in the round. You are able to, before they do anything at all, attack, and you will have advantage because you are first to go. If you hit you. If Melusine hadn't spoken, you would have gotten to do this twice. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, continue. Continue. All right. So I'm going to draw my my newly found magical rapier. It has a slight blue glow to it for some reason. I don't know why, but it has a slight blue glow to it once I have drawn it from its sheath. And I'm going to go and stab the closest ogre to me. 14 on the attack. Your lucky is barely enough to hit, so roll your damage as well as your sneak attack. Oh Critically. God. Dice my rolling. Jeez. 4d6 plus. My 2d8. Mm-hmm. Roll 25. The orc only has way less hit points <laughs> than that. So how do you kill the orc with this sneak attack blow? Well, as elegant as I look with the magical rapier in my hand, I was going for the stomach, but I kind of slip on some wet thing on the floor and as i'm falling my rapier goes up and i go right through the neck oh my with my rapier in a hilarious yet fortunate series of events (laughs) it doesn't look like that orc was good at his job because he only had darts to throw at people as his weapon of attack so he falls to the 
ground dead, the two darts that he had in, ha- in hand r- falling underneath him, possibly pricking him. But he doesn't matter because he's dead. One of the orcs is carrying a flail. He rises to his feet and he sees Can the death. Can he use his bonus action to attack something else? Or is it, it has to be the same thing? Yes. If you would like to use your bonus action with your short sword, you may. Sure, why not? Okay. Let's go do that. I'm going to use a bonus action and attack another orc. Because you are an assassin and you're attacking before anybody else has an opportunity to attack, you have advantage on this strike as well. Oh boy. Oh boy. I have rolled a 19. That is enough to hit. So because you are an assassin, you get to crit on that as well. 2d6? Yeah. 8 damage. 8 damage is enough to grievously hurt this orc and he is very upset with you he is carrying a short sword and another short sword and he says in orcish that you can't understand but for the general listener he says two can play at the orgy that way and the one with the flail will now attack you he swings it twice and tries to bring it overhead crashing down upon your head rolling a 16 natural for the orc his total is 21 to hit and he does nine damage to you that was the orc's turn and now it is another orc's turn it's that orc with the two short swords so he will attack you and then attack you again with a bonus action with his two short swords he got a 15 with his main attack and a two with his secondary so it's a total of 21 again for him to hit and he does a total of eight points of damage to you as he swings in slashing twice from either direction one bouncing harmlessly off of your parried short sword the other striking deep now it is Melusine's turn sorry there's three left yes there are three left one is quite badly wounded i'm gonna start to uh sing the orcish lullaby go the fuck to sleep oh okay yeah sing it away at 14 the one that is grievously hurt falls asleep his flail or which one did you hit the short sword guy the other one we didn't really identify what weapon he was holding i will say that's the flail guy okay and he will fall soundly asleep. He was already hurt once. It does not take much for him to say something in Orcish and nod off to Slumberville, dreaming of dirty, muddy women with Melusine singing her song of sleep. Also, I'm going to inspire Oscar. Be like, you got this, bro. With Melusine singing her song of sleep. Go the fuck to sleep! 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 Go, go, go the fuck to sleep! Go the fuck to sleep! It's at work, so I don't know. (laughs) The orc falls soundly to sleep, and that was Melusine's turn. The other orc is carrying a light hammer, brings it to bear harshly upon the back of Oscar. How did he get behind me? Steps over and smacks you in the back. Oh, okay. With his attack. Ooh, I don't know if this will hit. It is only a 15. Yeah, that hits. And then he rains thunderous light hammer down upon you, doing nine points of damage. And I'm down. Boof. With Oscar down, he then stabs you with a dagger while you're laying there on the ground. And that is one failure on the death saving chart. Rude. It is now Fogram's turn. So there's two left. So I'm going to go after the guy that just stabbed. Sure. Light hammer uh, Oscar. guy. Oscar, yeah. 
stupid hammer guy. So I pull out my lovely Great War pick that has always been good to me and kind of flex as I do it because I am going to hurt this orc. Like who stabs somebody when they're already down? That's a really so dishonorable, really crappy move. So I'm pretty mad. I'm not raging, but I'm upset. Because you can't rage anymore? Because I can't rage. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I raged so much before. I am tired, but I'm still angry. It's so spent. And I give him the good old stink eye. And I'm going to aim right for in between his eyes. That's the goal. That's where the pick's going. Ooh. So I got... Give him a third eye. Yeah, I like it. I rolled and I got 16. How's that looking? That's a hit. Woohoo! I'm going to hurt it. Or don't fail me now. Oh, shit. You're not rolling well tonight. It's so terrible today. So you do a piddly amount of damage. Seven damage. And your war pick just like it's only the strength of your blow, the strength of your arm that does any of the damage itself as the head of the war pick whistles past the orc and you only hit him with the shaft of <laughs> no. the war pick. Bonk! And you knock him two feet to the side and he's going to have a big bruise and that's all man i'm tired <laughs> i'm sorry oscar you need some orange slices womp. <laughs> womp, we womp. have reached the end of the round and it is oscar's turn to make a death save i have rolled a 13 you have succeeded death has not reached out its goatly tendril for you as of yet and that was your turn it is now the demon orc with two short swords who has this kick-ass tattoo on his neck that runs all the way up to the side of his face of a naked orc woman oh classy yes holding two short swords <laughs> she's holding two short swords yeah as well? she's oh, holding okay. two short swords as well and it says mom on a banner <laughs> in orcish because uh, this boy loved his mommy and he attempts to stab Fogrim brutally twice in the belly. The bonus attack misses, but he does get a 19 to hit with his first with this short sword, doing a total of six points of damage. Ooh, okay. That was double short sword. It is now the one with the flail who is asleep. So, slumbering fitfully, he rolls and puts an arm over dead dart orc and then pulls him close and throws a leg over him and tucks his head into the shoulder of the bleeding out orc and continues his fitful rest. With that, it is now Melusine's turn. Melusine's going to go over to Oscar and sing a very different song because she's actually going to cast Cure Wounds at a second level. Oh my. Because that's the only spell slot I have left. Oh my. Yeah, so for all the all the marbles. How does singing Cure Wounds at a second level sound? What is this song for I, this? I need a moment because I didn't think about that beforehand. I'm sorry about this. Are you ready? <laughs> Do I have to sing or anything? No, he's, he's, well, he's, he's he has to. That. Yeah, he has but to sing. Okay. What? No, yeah. I'm, it's I'm your dead. Soul. No, you, you have to join in. So. Yeah, you still have to join in. Oh, God. Your soul <laughs> is joining in as Oscar. Near, far, wherever you are, I know that your heart will go, go on. on. And then, yeah. Did you want me to sing longer? Yeah, I don't more. remember the words. Needs to. I, I'm trying to remember the words, too. Uh, Goddamn, you Celine Dion. Penny whistle solo. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're here. There's nothing to fear. And I know that your heart will go on. Beat again. His heart begins to thump in his chest once more as these beautiful words sung to you and only to you, Oscar, draw you back from the depths you have descended to. Melusine is beckoning. There is room on this door. You can float there among the icebergs together. There's room on the door, Oscar. Why are you floundering in the icy depths? His eyes flutter wide open. I have a confession to make. I have never seen <gasps> Titanic. I've never seen Titanic Whoa, either. You guys. And yet you both sang the song so beautifully. Well, I mean, it was on oh, the radio thanks. like for like six months. You get 13 hit points back. Nice. His eyes flutter open. You see Melusine's lovely and helpful face looking down upon you. Was that you? Of course. That was beautiful. <laughs> All right, that was Melusine's turn. It is now the Light Hammer Orc's turn, and he, after getting beaten by this dwarf with a war pick hitting him with the handle, <laughs> attempts to hit you back with his Light Hammer. 16 to hit? Yep. Doing four points of damage. Fogrim, it's your turn. I'm going to kill that mofo now. The light hammer guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, roll better. I don't want these ones, though. They didn't do well last they'll, time. They'll, they'll, they'll make it up to you. Mm, no. Anyway, roll up. Hurt me once. <gasps> oh, shit. I don't hit him at all. You miss? <laughs> Big time. What uh, What did you roll to hit? I got to seven. Yeah, that does not hit. Yeah. You miss away. It goes over his head and he laughs at you. <gasps> And he holds his light hammer up to his mouth and he says in Orcish, swing on and a miss, which you don't understand. Yeah. So it's not even that intimidating, Just but it does. It does seem like he's making fun of you as we return again to the top of the round where it is Oscar laying upon the ground. Everyone having believed he was dead. There's a dagger in your belly. Melusina was actually like holding your hand and singing to you because there's a touch mm. component to it. So and there's just like the slightest dramatic tear. Oh, that's lovely. The rapier is rolled out of your hand on one side. The short sword is fallen out of your hand, and that's the hand that Melusine is holding. Okay. I'm going to grab my rapier, and then I'm going to arise while still holding Melusine's hand. Aww. I'm then going to finish off the orc with the flail. He's the one that's asleep. Oh, he's the one that's asleep? A flail orc is asleep. He's hurt and asleep. Light hammer orc is hurt and short sword wielding guy with his mom's tattoo on his face is smiling and enjoying the ride. He's my target. Okay. He's who I'm going for. Absolutely. You arise. Oh, do I still have this? Yes, you do. I'm going to use it. You may sneak attack the short sword wielding one, but you do not have advantage on this strike. But I do get to roll because I'm using my rapier. Rapier is a d8. I use my d8. So is that being used for the attack? And it seemed like that was for the attack. Yes, this was for the attack. 17. Is enough to hit? How much damage did you do? Nine damage total. With that nine damage, you stab him brutally in the leg or somewhere, and he glares at you and says, in orcish... You little sticker, I'm going to fuck you up good. And it's his turn. So then he tries to fuck you up good by slashing from either side with his short swords, turning away from Fogrim and slashing away at you and missing both times. (laughs) He 
takes a step onto that thigh that he thought was solid and stable, but no, he have got one of his main quadriceps and it's it gives out on him and his blows come in short and you're able to parry them aside with your rapier without taking any damage. That was a short sword wielding orc. It is now Melusine's turn. She's going to let Oscar's hand go and draw her long sword Ooh. and swing it around with two hands and up into the groin area of the short sword wielding orc that's in front. Because she's right next to No one's Oscar. even seen Melusine pull a long sword out before. Say. We've all seen her car- She carries it on her back yeah. next to her instruments and it just looks like one of her instruments. Suddenly, it's yeah, got the but the hilt actually looks I, like I'm, a penny whistle. I'm really whistle. serious about this. So Whoa, you're gonna, spending a blue gem? Yeah, to get advantage on this. Because you're out of spell slots. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 15. Is enough to hit? Okay, so then I got five. <laughs> Which one were you hitting? Light hammer or short swords? Short swords. He dies. <gasps> and with a dramatic, you hurt Oscar. He sheds a tear and he says in orcish, I'm coming, mom. Aww. And he falls face first on the ground. I'm sad now. Bleeding out. Man, I'm having an off day if you like <laughs> kick a orc butt and I can't do nothing. It is light hammer wielding orc's turn. And he's like, how dare you? I hate you. I want to take you off into a side room and have my way with you for hours. I'm glad I didn't what? understand that. That's messed <laughs> That's up. That's orcish. Oh, he misses. He's, he's too turned on by the mohawk of Fogram. He swings and he hits the mohawk and knocks it aside and it stands right back up again because that's what his mohawk does. And he misses entirely. It is Fogram's turn. I kind of wish I knew he said that things would change, but I didn't. So, well, there was definitely like thrusting and grabbing motions and the head bob of all of the things that he was saying. And then he tried to swing it. You missed. So you get a the- lot of mixed signals. Yeah. <laughs> Dwarven mating rituals are way more different. Like they're like eye contact thing and then like a beard stroke. <laughs> Even for the women. Even for the women. <laughs> oh, you stroke their beard. Anyway, so what are you doing? War pick. This has got a third time's a charm, right? Yeah. Yeah. How Describe it completely new so that it's all afresh. My war pick's still in hand, ready to go. And I'm so upset that I have been shown up by Melusine of all people and I'm just like having the worst day ever roll with advantage because you're blue gem I don't want to spend it just do it just do it just do it just do it okay I need advantage so you get advantage by doing what what's the color because you're so frustrated so frustrated you take your war pick and I call out the new god that I now have claimed allegiance to. Oh, damn. When, what do you say? I don't think I know his name. I just know. Oh, you know. I know. Shubzi. Oh, yeah. Shubnigurath. <laughs> yeah, it's been said more than enough by Eldith. By, uh, by Eldith and by Tessica. That's great. Oh, Shubnigurath. I need to kill this orc. I need to regain my confidence in myself and I break down a little bit. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's been a long day. He's welcome ever further into your heart. Uh, further encasing your heart in cloven goodness and the world goes black for a moment when the name of the elder god is whispered and when the black ends there is a dead light hammer wielding orc upon the ground i didn't even have to roll anything with a war pick embedded in its head and you may have this white gem instead <gasps> sweet I like You may Shubzi. take a level of Warlock when you next level up if you would like to. 
Even if you don't meet the requirements. But I think you do. A barbarian warlock. That's pretty cool. And as the darkness abates, Eldeth enters the room and says, Fogrim, what have you done? I killed an orc. And that is where we'll end the session tonight. Yay. That was fun. I like where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Selling yourself to a dark god. This concludes this episode of Tavern Tales, a curated Dungeons & Dragons 5e game set in the Tales of the Yawning Portal Adventure module by Wizards of the Coast. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. You can find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or at www.badbillyband.com or follow them on Twitter at badbillyband. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or find us on Twitter at tavern underscore tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure. Yeah, you don't need to have 27 written there. You I, can just write I, the n- numbers. Anyway, don't mess with you my process. manage your own character sheet in the shitty way you do. I do it the same shitty way. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, we're, shitty. We're three, we're three for three at this table. I do too. You don't have it written. There. I do, yeah. Up, up I don't want to keep doing math every time I look. Oh, I see. You just wear a hole in it. It's fine. Okay. I've like n- literally never worn a hole in a character sheet with... Draven was getting close. Just put hey, it Draven! It. I was going to say, Draven. Draven. All right. Oh. Sorry, Kyle. I keep dropping my dice aggressively on the table. My fault. Huh? I, when I roll, I just like drop it and it's making a thud sound. I keep most of those though, because that's the sound it's of sound- everyone rolling initiative. Oh, it's part okay. of the game. You're here at the table as you experience the weight of these rolling die. Well, then but I'll you don't listen to the podcast, so you wouldn't know. We're going to roll harder. Then I'll make more noise. Right? You could just listen to the podcast. You might enjoy it. I do, you do hear the banging. It's probably you most of the time. No, it's everybody. When the you podcast roll is very good. It is good. <laughs>